0: Welcome everyone, this is Dave C and you're listening to Never Isolated, a podcast, a show hosted here on TalkShoe. The show ID here on TalkShoe is 791-0667, but you can find it on a number of podcast directories, uh, not least of which is iTunes. A very brief disclaimer. First, I do work part-time for TalkShoe, but this is my own personal call. And, um, the information I uh, try and relate here is my own personal thoughts, and, um Uh, research as it were so uh, with that in mind you're most welcome to join me uh, and listen on for the next uh, 30 minutes or so try and keep it to that limit if anybody actually joins me I do do this live any fluffs and mess ups I do will still be there for your pleasure and amusement but um, if anybody actually drops in I won't be unmuting them but um, I will at some point be trying to um, open this out well probably what I'll do is I do these Uh, 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 mid to late morning each day Monday to Friday and I'm also now doing one weekend call which is uh, more of a fun we've done two of those now they are um, sort of quizzes Um, we did a quiz on episode 19 and the quiz on episode 24 and uh, this coming weekend I will try and put up another one but that's enough information except to say that this is episode 28 Never isolated with the strap line, meanwhile, in other news. Yeah, a bit of a play on words with these um, uh, uh, satirical shows there. So, some stats first, and then, meanwhile, in other news. And the date is Thursday, the 23rd of April, 2020. Now, I'm going to mention um, a few stats, and I'm going to mention them in a rather um, brief and um, try unemotional uh, mention of them. Because for today, we just want to move about because the world doesn't stand still. Yes, you heard it first. You never realized, did you? The world turns. In fact, did you know that the world turns one whole day in 24 hours? Yeah. Oh, what you learn on these shows absolutely and do you know that when the world's turned 350 uh 365 and uh, about a quarter days that's a year and we we round that up by having a leap year every four years you didn't know that aren't you glad you join me you can tell that this is going to be a show full of uh useful useful information something you'd never thought i might even tell you uh where in the compass the sun rises and sets but uh, I think I think you get the idea we're trying to put a little bit of lightness into what are real stark and can be very very frightening statistics so what I'm going to do and please as I say these are uh, stats um, that are horrifying in nature in some ways if you um, dwell on them and and dwell we should in cases, but I'm just going to repeat them so we can talk about. Meanwhile, in other news, which is going to be the focus of today's call. So, with that in mind, let me <clears throat> go ahead with some of the information that I gleaned from mainly the BBC.co.uk site um, in the last day or two, especially yesterday. And um, so some of the announcements that um i heard from the daily briefing uh, were and i'm uh, just gonna mute for one second Yeah, always um, difficult when you're doing these shows and there's just the one person talking, you can't ask your co-host to take over. Like I do, as I've mentioned before, on the Colton Collective where my co-host helps me and we have a third member of that with Mike. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, Some of these stats and then they're not all connected in any way, but I'm just going to mention them. Um, The emergency bed status in the UK as of lunchtime, uh, Wednesday the 22nd, there were 3,000 spare emergency beds. That meant the capacity is doing what um, has been achieved by this lockdown process of, um, and they kept going about this R number, that's where if one person gets the coronavirus and passes it on to just one other person, then this numbers are whatever level they are, But they stay static at that point. If one person infects um, one and a half or two or two and a half, or heaven for sake, five or six people, then the curve goes more steeply up. And if one person, um, through social distancing, only affects uh, 1.4, 1.5, then surely, surely and slowly that brings the curve down somewhat. Sorry, I just paused a moment. Um, there are 10,000 beds free in the NHS in all. But as I say, 3,000 of those are classed with the emergency support. support. Over 1 billion items of PP equipment, that's the protective gear equipment, and that goes from everything from very small items to the the full uh, coat that they wear have been delivered in total. I mentioned about that plane landing from Turkey uh, on a uh, uh, an RAF plane yesterday. Sadly, the numbers for the deaths given on Wednesday, but for Tuesday, were in the UK, and these were mainly hospital deaths, 759, bringing those absolutely uh, numbers securely confirmed as COVID-19 cases at 18,100. But there are still uh, not clear indications of the cost in care homes. Except they did mention that of those people that have died in care homes, 15 care workers in those places have unfortunately also died uh, during caring for these vulnerable people. Now I have got um, one graph and I'm just going to stop presenting our sort of uh, basic logo and um, let me just put that in the room. Uh, I have from time to time mentioned a couple of graphs, but um, I'm going to leave it here. Now, you won't obviously be seeing this because you're here listening to an audio thing, but if you were to come to the Tortue You site uh, and search for Never Isolated and then look on the list of episodes for this, episode 28, uh, going to that page, the any documents that I put in during the course of these, like I did yesterday on episode 27, will still be visible uh, very quickly then. Uh, and this was deaths over time in selected countries. So it shows, and the general curve in all these countries, except uh, maybe the US, um, are flattening off in some considerable way. Even the US one is, uh, The curve is slowly reducing, but it shows um, the slower increase, it has dotted lines of the minimum, maximum projected uh, stats on the graph if no action had been taken. And then superimposed on that is from the lockdown situation, how the curve has then behaved. Um, so if you think of the, the two lines of minimum and maximum, like a torchlight going up the graph, uh, and in that area is what the most likely outcome would have been in all the cases, in all the cases which are UK, Italy, Spain, France, Germany, and to some extent USA, um, the red line curve of actual numbers has um arced out and below that sort of torchlight projection meaning that the um the lockdown has started to affect so um <clears throat> the two projected um this beam that, that that may well have been what we'd suffered and um, one was taking the account of um the the stats increasing, doubling every two days, and the other was it in doubling every three days. And in some of these countries now we're, we're well down and it looks more like uh, doubling in five days, which is still very, very difficult. And most of these graphs cover a 40-day period. So um, do check out that um, uh, and that's on the, um, the bbc.news, the coronavirus. I haven't got the actual link page for that, I don't think. Let me just check. Um, Let me just check and see if I've got that link because I was actually going to move off this sort of information quickly. And um, yes, when I got it, it was actually on the, um, the breaking news page. So it will be on one of the health pages now. Okay let me stop presenting that and we'll present the backdrop again just in case anybody <coughs> drops in to join me okay um so that is the main information on the sad losses just a couple of more things to talk about before we move on to the news and Uh, I'm not going to put the links in the room now because I want to be fairly brief on these. Um, uh, And these are other things related. This is from the business section of the bbc.co.uk. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash 52393472. UK borrowing to see colossal increase to fight the virus. So it is other news, but it's to do with the financial aspect of this. The UK's budget deficit is set to see an absolutely colossal increase in a level not seen in peacetime, said the Director of Institutes of Fiscal Studies. The economic impact of coronavirus was likely to be to push the deficit as high as uh, 260 billion not million billion paul johnson told the bbc he was speaking after the latest figures showed that the deficit hit 48.7 billion in the 2019-20 year but these are the numbers he said before the storm um and uh, the officers of national statistics which recently released these figures said they did not capture the big spending announced by the government to cope with the virus that's the earlier one so um and then they go on to talk about tax rises which i'm not too sure i can face that yet but uk public sector debt um um was just below the 2 uh, trillion mark that's 2000 billion 1.804 billion and that is ex- excluding public sector banks well the, the 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 downside is obviously that um but the cause is that they're keeping millions of people on furlough in their jobs with this 80 percent paid not directly to the the, the the people but to pay to the firms so that the firms can keep these people on the payroll and it's up to those firms to judge their own position as whether they make up the further 20% or if they say well the staff are not actually working so that 80% is all we can pay them and we can't top that up. I don't think there's any rules on that uh, although you could argue there's a moral guideline for those firms that have, um, you know, reserves to do that, certainly in the short term, and that had been extended by the way, this further um, for one further month, I believe. So that is one piece of information still related to coronavirus. A uh, good piece of news here in uh, one hour ago. Um, this is on the business again, so we've got the the, the financial impact here. Uh, coronavirus, B&Q reopened stores uh, that were closed amid the lockdown. Now, B&Q is a um, a hardware and general, uh, well, a big hardware warehouse type of operation for those not based in the UK. Um, It's bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash 52393074. And as I say, this is almost breaking news. B&Q has reopened dozens of UK stores as lockdown measures remain in place. After a trial period, 61 shops, including those in Cardiff, Manchester, and Aberdeen, have been allowed to reopen, which will be a relief to quite a lot of people because there's an awful lot of people. I know a few of my neighbours are out doing one's mending his garage roof. I don't know, he's putting a new lining on it. Um, somebody is. Um, um, Putting um, like creosote on the the wooden fence, um, and I'm sure there'll be lots of people doing uh, plumbing jobs and so on around the house. Um, so th- there is a need, I think, and I think it will be quite a relief for some people because it means they can get on and do some jobs, paint that back bedroom or or whatever it is that they need to do. So um um. The DIY chain said on Saturday that 14 of its stores would reopen by a further 61 sites announced on Wednesday. So I'm going to close that out again. Um, there's um, again, an item on business news. I won't spend too long on this because it's <laughs> I'll talk too long on it. But basically, uh, Simon Reed is put on the business reporter page. This is from uh, today, of course. Um, bvc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business forward slash 52 38 78 26 drivers being ripped off for petrol that's assuming the people that still buying it of course um why isn't petrol nearing one pound a litre which is still dearer than a lot of other countries the average petrol pump buys for unleaded has remained at the pound ten p mark and this is when really uh, oil itself has gone into negative territory in some cases but of course in the UK we do have a very large proportion of the cost of our uh, petrol gas for those people in America is tax. I'm not going to talk about that any longer because I, I'll get going for ages. Um, But um, let's go on to, um, meanwhile, in other news, in sport, often we mention sport, but um, uh, tennis, because I'm a big fan of tennis and golf, I need to quote Roger Federer. Way, uh, One hour ago on the sport page, uh, this is bbc.co.uk forward slash sport forward slash tennis forward slash 523813. 47. Merge tennis governing bodies, said Roger Federer. Roger Federer says, now is the time for the men's and women's governing bodies to merge while tennis is in limbo because of the coronavirus. The 20-time Grand Slam champion floated the idea in a series of Twitter posts. He said a merger from the Women's Tennis Association, that's the WTA, and the Men's Association of Tennis Professionals, that's the ATP, this should probably have already happened. We can come out of this with two weakened bodies are one stronger one, said Federer. Um, uh, and the uh, later the on Wednesday, the chairman of the ATP, Andrew Gordensia, is it? I'm sorry about the pronunciation. Our sport has a big opportunity if we can come together in the spirit of collaboration and unity. And this will be going on in other sports, of course. Football, that's soccer to the American listeners, and other sports. will have to streamline in some way things because um, uh, maybe even next season we'll will still be a chequered one and we already know that like in tennis the French Open had been pushed back to September hope that will go ahead in September in fact um, Andy Murray thinks that might give him a chance to get back uh, up to some sort of uh, his old standard um, uh, and he's working towards that at the moment and of course the Olympics for the Olympic uh, athletes who only have a chance every four years A delay of a year is massive to them because um, they try and raise their fitness to its absolute peak levels. You can't sustain those for months and weeks. So they try and build up to being at their best possible fitness levels for those weeks, a week or two before and the the week or two of the Olympic Games. And of course, um, um, there's the follow on games from that as well. Okay, right. Other, meanwhile, in other news. Well, um, global warming, it seems, has not gone away and scientists have not shied away from talking about that. So let's just mention a few of those as we're getting to the sort of 20-minute mark here. Just check, just still me in the room here. Um, The world's biggest iceberg. Is it about to break up? Jonathan Atmos uh, on the... uh, sorry, AMOS, um, 30 minutes, 31 minutes ago as I opened the page. uh, This is in the Science and Environment, bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash science dash environment dash 52395008. And please do go to the BBC site. I'm only reading snippets of these. Um, This is the a 68 uh, that broke off from Antarctica some months ago. Um, the world's biggest I- iceberg has just got a little smaller. Uh, are at around 5,100 square kilometres, the beer month has been the largest free-floating block of ice in Antarctica since it broke away from the continent Oh, in July 2000. 2017, I wouldn't believe that, but it dropped a sizable chunk of about 160 square kilometres. And that will of course make it slightly narrower at one point, which will again probably lead to further breaks up. But of course, the very fact that such large uh, calving events are going on um, may be further indication of uh, the Antarctica. And we know Greenland in the north and the the, uh, the area around north of Canada, the, uh, the ice levels are dropping. They're not so much the coverage dropping, but the thickness of the ice, and therefore its sustainability in whichever hemisphere they are in the summer months of that hemisphere. Again, on science and environment, climate change. 2019 was Europe's warmest year on record. Not so sure about the UK, but it says... Europe was, uh, Matt McGrath, Uh, this went up on the 22nd of April, very quickly read the link to it, but if you look under the BBC News Science section, bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash science dash environment dash 52380157, if you notice they're all starting those first four numbers, 5238, let me read again. Only a small snippet of this. Europe is heating faster than the global average, as new data indicates that last year was the warmest on record. While globally the year was the second warmest, a series of heat waves, and I think this is over Spain and France and so on, um, helped push the region, not the world, the region, to a new high mark. Over the past five years, global temperatures were on average, just over one degree centigrade warmer than the end of the 19th century. Now, I used to think, well, one, one degree doesn't handle a, a lot, because one degree centigrade, uh, I'm, I'm still used to thinking in Fahrenheit. And of course, um, uh, one degree centigrade is um, almost doubles at 1.8 Fahrenheit. So it's almost like two degrees Fahrenheit in rise. I haven't done the conversion, really. Um, I should do a quick check now. Um, one d- degree C equals, um, let me see if we can do. see it comes up, um, I've done it the wrong way around, one degree census equals um, uh, f- a third so let me change it round. One Fahrenheit, yeah, that doesn't help me either, does it? It's it' backwards way around for me. Uh, one degree Fahrenheit is less than 20%. So there's a bigger difference than I thought. Celsius, yeah. So um, it, it's almost 2.8 degrees difference, I think. So it is substantially on a global scale. So please go and read a little bit about that um, and there's also one more, again, I'll just read a little bit. I won't give the link, but it's under the same banner of science and environment. The world mustn't forget deeper emergency. Oh, perhaps I better give a link when it says a title like that. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash science dash environment dash 5237, not 3 eight, Five 5237. 370221. And um, despite the impacts of the coronavirus pandemic, the world mustn't forget a deeper environmental emergency facing the planet. That is the view of the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres in remarks released to celebrate Earth Day. The toll taken by the virus is both immediate and dreadful, he said, but the crisis is also a wake up call to do things right for the future, said the secretary general. So stern warning there, and uh, there's an awful lot more to read on that place. And while the pandemic will lead to a temporary dip in global greenhouse gas emissions, remember we saw those pollutions over Northern Italy and China much reduced, and um, this must not distract from the urgent need for rapid fundamental changes in infrastructure, energy, land use, and industrial sim- uh, systems to set us on a path of zero emissions globally by 2050. That seems ambitious when, when you think we're already at 2020, um, but. Um, There you go. And, of course, the the constant worry about the sea levels. Right. Let's see if we can find something nice to end on. And it's in science and environment. So let me just read this and let me give out the link first. bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash science dash environment dash five two three eight four eight five three. Small item, maybe. But one of these green shoots, cranes, those are the birds, cranes, make comeback in Britain's wetlands by Roger Harabin. Uh, This went up on the 22nd of April, but we didn't have time to cover it there. And we're coming up to the 30 minute mark, so I'll be brief. The graceful crane, the tallest bird in the UK, is making a comeback into Britain's wetlands thanks to reintroduction and habitat restoration. It was absent as a breeding bird for 400 years because of wetland drainage and widespread hunting. Now an estimated 200 of them are dispersed in Wales, Scotland, the Fens in England, um, and uh, Suffolk and Gloucestershire. Their recovery has been glacially slow. (laughs) That's ironic given the last thing we mentioned. In 2019, there's thought to be just one more breeding pair than in 2018. But presumably, they are under supervision and guard. So there's, again, an awful lot here. Um, The 400-year absence in Britain ended when a small number returned to the Norfolk Broads in 1979. So it's taken from 1979, call that 1980, it's taken 41 years did it get up to that small number of breeding birds. We're not yet out of the woods, but their continued population climb year after year is very positive. And that's from Damon Bridge, the UK crane working group. The increase in cranes over the last few years shows just how resilient nature can be when given the chance. And on that slightly positive note, and coming up to the uh, thirty-minute mark, I'm going to end episode twenty-eight. Never isolated. Meanwhile, in other news, for Thursday the twenty-third of April, here on TorchU show, show ID seven nine one zero double six seven. Remember, if you listen from here, you see the any links that I put in and um, any graphs that I might show. Uh, but otherwise, uh, Pocket Casts, if you're on Android, uh, lots of other places that I have mentioned before and of course on itunes uh you'll find us um i've got time to mention briefly those um uh, got so many links here written down pod paradise uh apple Podcasts, of course podcastland overcast f m podbean castbox little notes Thank you very much for those people who listen. And if you haven't taken that quiz yet, do have a go, because there'll be a new one coming up in two or three days. Uh, Usually I I, uh, I do it on the Sunday, but I date it for the Saturday. But uh, so quiz on episode 19, quiz on episode 24. You'll never know if you got the best score, but you should enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and uh, if I'm giving out instructions like that, remember, keep yourself isolated, use safe practice, wash your hands, um, get streaming those videos. I'm watching a fantastic one, I won't give you the streaming place of it, but um, it's one of the, the main ones and it's called uh, Unforgettable. It's a police procedural where this uh, one lady police officer has a sort of photographic memory. There's a reason. Uh, tragedy that happened that that made her memory come into focus she can't remember that tragedy but while doing that her memory is now taken on this uh, photographic element which she uses to help solve these usually murders but crimes okay that's unforgettable and uh, seek it out seek and you shall find and seek me out uh, uh, for the next proper one tomorrow and uh, Thank you for listening. Do stay safe. And this is Dave C signing off now. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.